and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is season three, episode 17. If you're keeping track at home, that's 117 total episodes overall. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And Craig, I, I don't know what to tell you anymore. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna. Last week was not another profitable week. So that's two weeks in a row. Was it terrible? I mean, I came close to breaking even at the end there. Yeah. Um, but not not good. I, and this one, I'm gonna blame this one on curling. Um, you're blaming football and curling. That's correct. Because Friday night or, and Friday afternoon, for that matter, I was at the curling club broadcasting for the world curling tour, um, that we event that we had. And I was hobnobbing with the former NFL players who came. Right. Um, so we had Jared Allen, uh, Mark Bulger, um, Jer- uh, Jason Ruse and, uh, Keith Bullock. Um, let me just say Sean, who is our occasional contributor here. Talked Keith Bullock's ear off for probably close to 45 minutes. Nice. It, I, nice. And he mentioned the podcast, right? No. That's great. No, I intentionally <laughs> didn't go there. I think the only thing football related I mentioned was when I introduced myself to Jared Allen. I said, and I'm a huge Chiefs fan, so let me get my fanboy out of the way. And I waved my arms and went, ah, for like three seconds. And it gave him a good laugh. And I said, with that good curling, thank you guys for coming down to our tournament. Nice. But I, so why is that significant for the DFS? Well, Friday night is when we found out that and I don't even know the guy's name, but the cornerback who was going to be guarding Cooper Cup was a scratch. So I'm on the air screaming about curling, and meanwhile there's a major shift in the metric. Yes. So there's the one downside of us recording midweek when we're when we have when we have into un, unlimited supplies of money, and Craig and I can do I'm, three or four episodes a week. I'm all for it. You know, if we if we ever have that, we will be doing an episode on Saturdays too, where we can get caught up on those things. The Cooper Cup thing drove me nuts because that's and it was a London game, and I don't like trust I don't London. trust the London games. I mean, they're almost as bad as Thursday games. Yes. Oh, and that's another thing. Before we even get into the beer and everything, the metric this week contains nothing outside of Sunday. Thank you. Yeah. Well. Maybe. It wasn't by choice. <laughs> DraftKings, in its infinite wisdom, only put up on its classic lineup system the um, Sunday games, the 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. games. That's it. I'm like, that's where I start with the metric. I start by downloading the CSV of their values because I base my value plays off of their numbers. Right. So if you if I can't download salary numbers for Thursday, Sunday night, and Monday night... I can't give you value picks for Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night because I don't know what anybody costs. <laughs> they just weren't running open pool. So I said, okay, that's fine. We always create a free roll. Yeah. I'll open it up and create a free roll. You couldn't create a free roll for the whole weekend either. I'm like, wow. DraftKings, what the fuck? Didn't they do this last year mid- midway? They did do this last year midstream, and I complained about it then. <laughs> we could roll the tape on that, but we won't because we're going to get to the beer because tonight – Dun, dun. I'm finally back in studio, and we have a very special beer. I want to thank Allagash Brewing up thank in Maine. Thank you. We visited them uh, about a month ago, and they gave us a bottle of Terration Pomar. Bless which, you. Yeah, I know, which is a wild ale that they only did once. It is a spontaneously fermented beer and cider aged in clay pots. It blends the traditions of brewing, winemaking, and cider pressing into clay pots. They've been historically used in winemaking. So we got a combination of wild and spontaneously fermented ale with locally pressed cider. So main cider in this too. While resting in clay, the beer blend developed a flavor that combined aromas of fresh lemon zest and tart apple. 
a hint of minerality and well-rounded funk. Oh, God. Oh, boy. From our spontaneously fermented beer, old world technique, a new generation of brewing. Thank you again. Here's the bad news. If you're listening to this, the only way to get this beer is to drive to their facility in Maine, which was nice. It was nice. They have a gorgeous place. You enjoyed it. Oh, my God, yeah. And and their position there has caused two other breweries to spring up on the same street. So they've become kind of like the ground zero for the Portland beer scene. Now, Shipyard is also up there. But, you know, Allagash was the place to be. All right, let's pop this button. All right. See if we can catch this on the mic. Okay. Woo. God, the mic had to catch that, right? nice. Had to catch that. That was nice. Okay. So, oh, my God. I'm already getting a sour tart smell. Uh (laughs) He's sliding his glass towards me. Uh, Hold oh, on, I'm oh, off mic for a second. Oh, you're, all right, well. Talk to the people. Ah, there we go. Britt oh. has only hit his head three times on I'm the I'm okay. So, but he's alive. I'm he's okay. alive. I'm so sure that'll go. I'll have to get up to get the glass. because well, I'll that, go around the mic. I'll, well, I'll Just get Just keep up. talking to the people. <laughs> um, so really quick, on Twitter, uh, someone posted a video of Darius Geis. Oh, is he alive? Uh, he's alive. And you know what? He's practicing on a football field. Doing running drills. Practicing what? Football? Football. Now, let me just say really quick, this, to me, is more hopeful of a video than, say, if he was jumping out of a pool. I would agree. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with the Redskins because they're Redskins are terrible. I mean, the Trent Williams thing. Yeah, I mean, Trent Williams reported for, for camp today. There was reports that he had failed his physical because he couldn't put his helmet on. He said it hurt. He said it hurt. Then there were reports that the doctor said, no, that's not enough for you to fail your physical. And then he went, okay, well, I'm not going to practice today anyway. And then reports that he's already told teammates he has no intention of standing on a football field this year. So, I mean, it, it, Washington's a mess. Washington is a mess that I I never yeah. thought I'd see a dumpster fire worse than the Cleveland Browns. Washington is way – the only difference between Cleveland and Washington, Cleveland's been worse longer. Right, right. It's like, a, think... small, it's like a small basket fire versus a tire yard. right. Because I don't think Trent Williams isn't going to play for the Redskins. This no, year. he's going to be going. He's just going to he's just going to sit out and not play until he gets cut because he doesn't want to be there. Right. So I apologize. I'm going to adjust the mic. Yeah. Now. Sure. Okay. Okay. I get a very sour kind of appley nose off of uh, this. Definitely apple, like apple juice. But yes, or apple, apple cider, juice. Apple juice. I'm going to say more like juice. You know what this smells like? Yeah. This smells uh, the nose of it smells like that um, non-alcoholic apple wine you give kids at weddings. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, like you're drinking champagne. All right, so I'm going to go for this. All right, Britt's trying it. Now, remember, folks, Britt does not like sour beer. <laughs> I said it like a game show announcer. I almost snarked the beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um. Wow. Well, he might change his mind. No. No, he's not changing his mind. No, I'm just... The, the flavors... Craig's going to take his sip now. Uh, the flavors are complex. It's very sour up front. It's very apple on the back end. It doesn't taste like a beer at all. No, this is like this is like biting into a Granny Smith apple. Full of champagne. Yes. That's what it that's what it is. It's like an apple champagne. It is incredibly smooth. If I liked sours, I would love this. I, I like it. sours. And so, I really enjoy this, so thank you for you're, bringing you're, it. You're you're liking this, huh? Well thank Allegash. Good. Thank the, you, Allegash. So so I, I think I told the story before, but really quick, I walked in I walked in their brewery and my wife literally tried every beer they had. She had a sample of every beer they had on 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 uh, tap. And I said to the lady running the store, I said, I run a football and beer podcast. I need to bring something back for my partner. I said, I'm thinking about A and B. And she went, Those are good choices, but I would bring him this and literally grabbed a bottle that she goes, You can't get this anywhere else. 
we're probably never making it again. Wow. It was a single bottle. She goes, because it was wildly. Special. Well, that's the thing. It's wildly fermented. So they, they did this wild yeast. I mean, yeast. they just catch it in the air? Or like, how does that there's work? There's ways to capture yeast in the air. Yeah, I don't know how, but there's ways to Crazy do it. Crazy science, man. <laughs> yeah, Area 2's been doing it for two roads, too. So, you know, they said this was such a unique beer. They was like, which we should we take it and try it. We'll, we'll give you a bottle for free. And I was like, that's, that's very kind of you guys. We'll absolutely. So Allagash Brewing the unofficial sponsor of this episode. So, all right, let's talk some football. All right. Fiona has entered the studio. She's here. She's here. She's looking around. Uh, so, Burning Hot Takes, you want to give or you want to receive? Uh, I'll receive. Okay. So I can drink more of this beer. In honor of Halloween. Yes. I put the question to the group today. What is the scariest thing you've seen in 2019 fantasy football? Okay. So, there's the question for you. What is the scariest thing you've seen? The scariest thing for me that I've seen is that Alvin Kamara is injured. <laughs> yeah. For me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, if you're talking about real football, I would say the, the Pat Mahomes injury is for me, but, you know. But does that Pat Mahomes injury affect you fantasy-wise? Because no. Kamara does for me. <laughs> I have zero shares of Mahomes, unfortunately. I wanted shares of Mahomes. I could just never get him at a price point that I was willing to pay. Yeah. So, yeah, the Kamara injury. Is he going to be back this week? No. No, he's out week nine. He's pr- he's questionable. So, and Latavius Murray he's has doing been a good job burning it up in his absence. He's doing a good burning job burning it up. Murray is auditioning. Is, do you think that? That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think it's an audition? I do. I don't think Murray's going to be someone for, else. Ooh, someone God. else next year. That sip of woo. Uh, went right to Brit's head. Yeah, seriously, I just felt like <laughs> this weird tingle right down across my scalp. <laughs> it is Halloween. It is. Ooh. Your place isn't haunted, does it? Uh, no, not this one. Okay, that's Maybe fair. next door was. Might have been. All right, so all right, so yeah, I'm uh, for me, the scar- scariest thing in the fantasy football season has been the Patriots' backfield because you can't predict it. No, yeah. it changes every <laughs> series. The week they went up against a team that I can't remember who it was, they were a week against the pass, Sony Michelle went nuts. Should have been a James White week. The week that I think it was Green Bay or whoever they played, and they... they they were like, oh, they're going to dominate the, the line of scrimmage and they're going to run. It was a James White passing week. I, I can't. I can't figure it out. I just can't figure it out. And it's scary as hell. So what do you got for me tonight? Uh, so for me, <clears throat> again, you know, we'll, we'll talk fantasy football. Yeah. Um, well, even actually, no, it's more football in general. So you saw that my quarterback was benched this week. Or yes. he will be next week. Yeah, two quarterback changes made this week. Um, Andy Dalton was benched and Ryan Finley will be taking his place. And Joe Flacco is injured. Suddenly has a neck slash shoulder slash back injury that he didn't have any problem with during the post game press conference. It's amazing how he can be healthy at a press conference where he criticizes his team openly and honestly, and then suddenly receive an injury designation. (laughs) But he's going to be sat down for, what the hell, is another guy named Allen, Brandon Allen, I think it was. It pos- and, yeah, it's not um the other one. Drew Locke? Dang, thank Drew you. Locke is still not eligible to return. Oh, he's not? No, he was on the IR in the preseason. I think he got he can't come oh. back until after their bye. So right. it's like two more weeks that they before they can consider bringing in Drew Locke. I think they said week 11-ish was mm-hmm. their target. But So what's your question um, regarding these guys? <clears throat> so my question is uh, mainly on Dalton. He's and I know someone point. You know, said to me I, on Twitter, "Oh, you, you can't point at this stat because it's garbage yards." He's fourth in the league in passing yards. Yeah, right now. Yeah, without per- AJ Green. Without AJ Green. Yeah, and without a functioning tight end. 
Well, he's got several. He has several. Oh, sorry. What else? named Tyler. Healthy, healthy tight end. Yes. Do you think this makes any sense, or do you think this is just a a way to like save face with fans? Like, does this make any sense? Because you're going to put Finley in a spot where he has no offensive line at all. There's mm-hmm. no established running game at all. I don't think he's going to do any better. You're going to make this a very bad experience for him. Cat is staring at you. Well, she's also a Bengal fan because she's a cat. Okay. Though she might be. Laura's kind of a Lions fan, so she might be a Lions. All right. So, um, that's a good question. I think it's a panic move. I think because the fact that their O and E isn't totally Dalton's fault. No, but I already think they're thinking about next year. And they have to find out one of two things. Does Ryan Finley have the capability to become the next franchise quarterback? Or do they need to go out there and get the number one quarterback off the board? And losing is the best way to do that. So either Ryan Finley goes out there, wins five or six games to finish the season, and you finish like six and ten, and now you feel like you have some sort of future. Or Ryan Finley goes out there and he's brutally bad and you have the number one pick in the draft. And I think either way, you kind of find out where you stand at quarterback. But can, I mean, can you do that if you don't have an offensive line to speak of? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Honestly, don't know. <clears throat> this smacks a lot of not this year's benching of Eli, but last year's benching of Eli. When, like, was it week 17? Yeah. They benched him and were like, we need to see what we have. And they realized they had crap. So they went out <laughs> and they got Daniel Jones, which was not the wisest pick of all time, but still. So that that's my take on it. I think this is them basically saying this year's going nowhere. So we need to decide whether or not we were building for the future or we need to hit the reset button in the draft. And I think that's why they're making this move now. They know they've got a decent, well, he hasn't been very good this year, Joe Mixon. And they know they need offensive line help. They also know A.J. Green has not been happy for a year or two. He's kind of, he hasn't said he wants out. Yeah, he doesn't said he wants out, but you get the feeling A.J. Green wants out. Uh, They know there's changes coming. The question is, can they start those changes by grabbing a franchise quarterback? And is there a franchise quarterback in the draft that they want? The only part that would have made this a little bit easier for me to stomach is if they had made some sort of move near the trade deadline to, to acquire right. some picks. Because Mike Brown does not believe in trades. Right. And that's the, and that's why it's not surprising that it no, didn't it's happen. Not. But if they acquired a first round pick as part of some sort of trade for like AJ green or for Andy Dalton or for something like that, or they package some stuff to situate themselves again in a later first round, it would make a lot more sense in the building for the future because they're going to need multiple pieces regardless. Oh, they even, are. Even if Ryan Finley is the next, you know, Tom Brady, it, it they still need an offensive line. They're still going to need receive receiver help. They're still going to need help on the defense. They still have multiple holes to fill. Yeah. Because I know that the saints actually called them inquiring about AJ green. And they, I mean, they should, they should have took it. Because I'm also like I'm also a player been. fan too, so yeah. I would love to see AJ on the Saints. Yeah, and I don't. Can you use... imagine that? Go oh, yeah. If you're Drew Brees and you have AJ Green and Michael Thomas at Green would not get the volume he gets now, but his effectiveness would be much higher. Right. Because you can't double team him every. You every can't double team both of them. Yeah. And and I don't want to use my um my final question on this. Where the hell was I going with this crap? I don't know. Just flew out of my. There head. goes that sour beer. <laughs> eh, it'll come back to me. I had a question about something to do with uh, Cincinnati in trading. They don't believe in it. Oh, I know they don't believe in it. It's just a very long time ago, in a trip to Disney, we were at like the ESPN, um, you know, world thing they have there. Yeah. And we had dinner, and we actually wound up sharing a table with this dude who was also a Bengals fan, which is really, really unusual. Unusual, and I can't believe how that even happened. Yeah. Um. So at the end, they had a. Uh, question answer session with uh chris mortensen 
Oh, nice. And he st- the dude stood up and said, do you think the Bengals have any chance to win, a, you know, to go to the Super Bowl? And this was in, like, probably t- 1999, so 2000. Was, Carson was still there, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Chris Morrison said, as long as Mike Brown is still the owner of the Bengals, it will never happen. He's right. And you know what? He's right. He's right. He was right. And that's the thing. That's why you say when they when you when you ask, are they trying to appease fans? The Bengals brass have never cared about what their fans think. True. Never. They've never they've never given a damn what the fans. I really think, think Mike Brown's dad is rolling over his grave right now. <laughs> yeah. He had a stadium after himself. I mean, come on. He did, and a team, and a team. So, all right. My final question. This is and this is one that you're going to try and take a victory lap on it, but you can't take a victory lap on it. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah has come out and started slashing and burning the Cleveland Browns saying there's only so much he can do. And if they don't throw the ball his way, he can't save this team and his, his, yeah. his, his options are limited. Yeah. Is Odell at this point, just poison to any franchise. Is there some, I mean, is he mentally ill at this point? I mean, he's out, he's not Antonio Brown level or, you know, um, Terrell Owens level. I don't know. I think he might be past Owens. He might be a little bit past Owens, but he's definitely not um, Antonio Brown level. No, because he's not screaming about releases and he's not freezing his foot off. That's true too. But yeah, I don't think Odell needs to be on a team where he is the star of the team and he needs a lot of attention, clearly, and he needs a lot of passes thrown to him. Well, that's the thing. I don't think that's necessarily the case because... He could be. He was the man in New York. I think yeah. he needs to be the man on a winning team, and he wants to be congratulated. He wants to be thanked and given credit for his team's success. Right. When the Giants were doing okay in his first year, you know, you he really hear from him. Yeah, he had no problem talking positively about the organization. Everybody. The moment they started losing, and people were like, "What do you guys need to do to get better? What do you need to do?" All of a sudden, it went south. Right. And now he goes to Cleveland and all the expectations, which you rightly called, um, are seem to be overwhelming the team. We saw Baker Mayfield walk off today, um, which I, I won't defend his walk off, but I'll defend. That was the stupidest question I've ever heard. Right. No, reporters at times do ask extremely stupid questions. And so I questions. have no problem. Like, it seems like a thousand years ago. <laughs> what the hell was his name? The guy from the on the Washington Nationals. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. But he was 18 or 19 years old, and they were going to Toronto for the first time. And somebody said, you know, the drinking age here is only 18. You can drink here. You're going to have a couple beers while you're in Canada. And the dude looked at him and went, that's a clown question, bro. I'm not even going to answer that. I'm fine with that. If a reporter yeah. asks you a stupid question. You give him a dumb answer. That's it is fine. absolutely okay to look at them and go, I'm not going to answer that. That is the stupidest question I've ever heard. And this was to, he asked him about a stalled drive in the fourth quarter, which he had already said on the record, he didn't want to give the ball back to the Patriots. And they knew if they didn't score, they were probably not going to get back into the game. It's a stalled drive, no points. And the reporter says, but were you happy with the drive? Were you happy with the drive? (laughs) How could you possibly be happy with a drive in a make or break situation where you don't score? How? You can't. Yeah, no, you can't be. I, you can ask, were you happy with how the drive had been going up to that point? 
Were you happy with how the passes and the play calling had been gone? Were you feeling really confident before that wall got... You can ask those kinds of things and be marginally stupid. You cannot ask, were you happy about that stalled drive that cost you a football game? How happy right. were you on? Scale of 1 to 10, Baker. How, how happy, happy were, were you? you? No, that that is a that is a stupid question if to ask. If he just calls this guy out and goes, I'm not answering that, Tony, and you know you shouldn't ask it. Who else has got something for me? It's That's fine. That's fine. But he walked but off. don't act like a 16-year-old having a tantrum and walk off. It's yeah. not, not helping your case. Cleveland, Cleveland is a, the only thing, the only thing that changed about Cleveland is they're a much more, much more expensive fire. <laughs> they're a fire behind the Macy's flagship store in New York now, instead of out in the dumpster in the back of a stop and shop in Bridgeport. So you think Freddie Kitchens is there another year? No, no. Freddie I Kitchens think, is not the answer. No, Freddie Kitchens is not the answer. And Freddie Kitchens is a very talented coordinator level player. I think he's like yeah. a Mike Marks level kind of guy. He just can't hack it. Yeah, I've, I've not seen anything that says he can hack it at the head coaching level. So, all right. So, so you're yeah. you're so I I I just started as a question for you, right? And I just kind of went on. <laughs> no, that's fine. So the question for you is Odell salvageable? Does and he the need Browns? To in, no. in general, in general, is this, is this what we're expecting? Is he, he going to be? T.O.? He's going to wind up on the Patriots. Is this going to happen every? Oh my God, your beer is empty. It is empty. It was very Holy good. Crap, you liked that. It was a good beer. Do we want I to enjoy- save this last I- little sip for Laura, the producer? Would she like to try it? Uh, maybe. Laura, are you downstairs? You got a second to come up? We're going to put you on the air and on the spot. <laughs> Laura, the producer, everybody. You've heard her name. You've never heard her until now, and you probably won't hear her directly till now, but we'd like you to try this fancy beer that I imported from Maine. It's sour. It's a sour, which like is sours. why we're calling you in on this. Oh, by the way, let's take a moment just to say hi to Deb. Hi, Deb. It's an apple cider based sour beer. Just take a sip. If you don't like it, don't like it. Uh, We're just curious because you're, you're, she's kind of our sour aficionado. Nope. She's not reacting. Nah. It's a, it's a pass. Too bitter. Too bitter okay. for her. Okay. Well, Allagash, you, you still got fans in <laughs> Craig and my it. wife. Great. Christy loved their stuff. Really? Loved their stuff. We would still be there if I had not dragged her out of there. <laughs> We would still be there. Their specialty is Belgian ales, and she loves Belgian ales. So, all right, let's move on. All right. Um, America's favorite game. All right. Well, you know what? Let's open another beer. Okay. Let's finish this. Finishes the last swig of his beard. It's sour. He's still drinking it. Oh, God. He's a trooper. He's a trooper. I promised him they were kind enough to give it to us. All right, what do you want for the second beer? Do you want to do the Halloween beer? Uh, We should do the Halloween beer. All right, let's do the Halloween beer. What is the Halloween? Now, the Halloween beer is in a big craft bottle. Uh Aha. The Halloween beer is also a unique grab. I have for you today, cue the music, a bottle of Rosemary's Other Baby. So we all know that Britt loves Rosemary's Baby and drinks it until there's no more to drink or Holiday Ale comes out, whichever happens first. Yeah. Rosemary's Other Baby, Rosemary's Other Baby, is aged longer in the barrels with vanilla. To give it a much more complex and much stronger feel. So this is only available at the brewery or in or, a place that they like. Right. Sometimes you can go some places and you can uh, you can score some of this. But uh, it's hard to find and I was able to pure, procure it a is, couple of It is on bottles. tap on the at the brewery as well, right? Oh, yes, yes. You can get this on tap at the brewery. Easily you can get this on tap at the brewery. Well, you could. I you believe could. it's out. Oh, they don't, they don't make a ton of this. This is like the special one. This one in stepchild, which is uh, they're sour. Um, but this is about 9% alcohol. All right. 
It was, it's a much stronger one. Have you had this one yet this year? Not this year. I've had it you know, had last it. couple of years. Put that on the wall of fame over there. <laughs> so, all right, go ahead. Give this thing a sip. All right. Well, it's vanilla-y. It's, you get a lot of vanilla on the nose. A lot of vanilla on the nose. Craig is going in. See what he thinks of this guy. Uh, that is really smooth compared to Rosemary's Baby this year. Yes. And I still get the vanilla. I still have the vanilla. Excuse me. You know what that reminds me of? It's like a more vanilla-y version of Imperial Pumpkin by Southern Tier. Yes. It's like if you you know toss a ton of vanilla in there. So, so cheers. Happy Halloween, Good. everybody, with that. That's right. And no no trick-or-treating this year. Well, we missed the... Uh... <laughs> that's tomorrow. You'll be listening to this during trick-or-treating. But... Uh, all right. Let's move on to America's Favorite Game. All right. Uh, uh, Craig is watching the time this week, and I have no idea how we're doing. So... Let's, he's going to hold up the clock to me. We are in great shape. All right. I got the lowest three and the highest three of the week. All right. You want to start with the lows or the highs? Let's go with the lows. All right. The lows. I've got three of them. Your target is 40.5 or lower. 40.5. Three games, three strikes, go. 40.5 or lower. Correct. We have two games under 40, so I added the 40 and a half one to balance it out. Um, Let's go... Redskins Bills. Correct. That's a 37. That's actually the lowest of the week. And that shouldn't be a shock. No. The Bills are a defensive team, and the Redskins, I guess, are what you would call a football team. <laughs> so the, the shocking about that game is the Bills are nine and a half point favorites. That's shocking to me. So so one correct. Two more. All right. So Jets Dolphins. That's number two. Congratulations. Thank you. That's the 40 and a half. And brace yourself. All right. The Dolphins are three point favorites. That game, yeah, that's one of those games that's either going to wind up like 9 to 6. Or, or 99 like, to 60. Yeah. Yeah, I would not touch that game. 40 and a half, don't care. Don't care. And one more, huh? One more, and you got all your strikes. Wow. And what was the... I'll, 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 the hint on this one is this one's a 39. It's exactly 39. 39. Um, let's go 49ers Cardinals. Strike. Oh. Steve Reich. All right. Let's go Browns-Broncos. That's correct. Craig has won the under this for the Woo! first time this year. They have a 39. The Broncos are three-point favorites at home. Because <laughs> of the air. <laughs> that, that's literally it. That's the home field. That's the home field for the Broncos is, is easily worth three points. Cleveland's a tire fire. Denver is starting a quarterback that no one knows anything about. Um, we were big on Cortland Sutton we this were. year. We were. And a number of folks were. A number of folks were like, eh, Emmanuel Sanders is going to take us. No. Well, now Emmanuel Sanders isn't there anymore, so it doesn't matter. That's the other thing we didn't talk about. Trade deadline. Yeah, that was boring. Yes, yeah, seriously. I mean, there was a couple guys moved. Manny moved and and uh, a couple other guys, but nothing of real note. I mean, there was no blockbuster trades. Kenyon Drake. And that dude, that's what I forgot to bring up. That dude from the Jets, the safety Oh, Williams? Yeah, or Green. Yeah, whatever his name was. I almost said Green. That's that's going way back, right? That's good. That was one of my favorite Jet players ever. Daryl Green? No, Victor Green. Victor Green, that's right. Um, chill out. He's like, the Patriots don't take calls on Tom Brady. You're not Tom Brady. You're not. No, I mean, he's gone to the Pro Bowl. That's he's, fantastic. He's good. Brady turns down invitations to the Pro Bowls every five minutes. <laughs> okay? You, the only ring you're putting on your finger, you bought at a jeweler. So, I, no, no, it's, you know, stop it. Whenever, <laughs> stop it. You want to sit there and say, well, the Broncos don't take calls for like 
Joe Flacco. Okay, that's fair. I'll listen to that argument. But I guarantee, listen, the only person on that team who was untouchable was Sam Darnold. And the GM was very clear about that. Le'Veon Bell was in the conversation. You saying you need to be put on a level higher than Le'Veon Bell? I don't know. Do you think the Jets are going to actually trade Le'Veon Bell? No, I didn't or... think they were going to trade him, but they were listening to offers. You don't hear Le'Veon Bell coming out here going, you don't take calls on Aaron Jones. You don't hear that. But this guy is sitting here going, you don't take calls on this guy or that guy, so why are you taking calls on me? Here's an answer. You're not as good. <laughs> you That's are not true. as good. In terms of an impact in the NFL, you are not as good. Prove that you deserve to be where you want to be, and then you can make a claim like that. Do you that. think any, like, really quick, do you think any of the trades are, like, make a difference? No. Make a huge difference? No, none of the you trades don't think are Trade made a difference? No, the Tlaib was a salary dump because the Rams were worried about signing during the offseason. End of story. They banished Aqib Tlaib to Miami, which is like sending someone to Detroit. So <laughs> Poor Detroit. All, all right. right, let's move on to uh, the highs. All right, so, so you didn't use all your strikes, so you have a bonus strike. All right, nice. So you have four shots. I'm looking for three games with an over-under of 49 or so, better. Over 49. 49 or better, you have four strikes. Go. All right, let's go Packers-Chargers. Strike one. Oh. That's a 47. That was close, Damn. but that's strike one. Got three strikes. Vikings, Chiefs. That's correct. That's the 49. Vikings at Chiefs, and the Chiefs are only a one-point favorite because they have been so bad at home. <laughs> they really have. And Matt Moore is probably starting again this week. Don't believe the hype, folks. Matt Moore is going to be there for, I think, at least three weeks. I, I don't think the Vikings are going to win this game, but I think this game is going to be a shootout. I will take the Chiefs and the over and parlay them both. All right, let's go uh, Texans-Jags. Strike two. Ooh. Where is that even on my screen? That, they're in London. That's a 46 and a half. All right, let's go mm, Cowboys-Giants. Steerike three. Damn. Let's try, you know. Where is that game? Uh, that's a 48, so you were close. Damn it. <laughs> you were close. Giants uh, only seven points underdogs. They're only getting seven. I think Dallas mm. is going to beat the crap out of him. I don't Let's know, go, you know what All right, all right. Let's go Lions-Raiders. That's correct. That's a 50 and a half. Wow. Lions-Raiders, and it's only a two-point spread. So that means they're both going to score over 24 points. I don't know about that. But, all right, so you got one strike left, one team left, one matchup, 51 points, the highest wow. of the week, and you got to tell me what it is. Uh, Patriots-Ravens. Strike four, you're ah, out. Boom. I didn't believe this myself. It's Bucks at Seahawks. What? Bucks, the Bucks can't stop anybody. The Seahawks are better at home, and the Bucks throw a thousand times a game. That was the other big miss and this sometimes weekend. Sometimes to Mike Evans. Yeah. That was the other big miss this weekend was the Mike Evans game. Not Yeah, but how many games is Mike Evans gonna have like that? That's the problem. And fight figure He's out which have one like it's gonna five. be. Yeah, figure out which one's gonna be is the hard part. They just they seem to target one or two guys and live or die with it. You know, we made three mistakes this weekend in DFS as we're getting ready to move on to the metric. Number one, we missed the news about Cooper Cup. Number two, Mike Evans went off when no one was on him. And I mean, no one. I listened to a lot of different experts. I talked to folks in the field every day. No one was on Mike Evans (laughs) last week. And number three was everyone was on Mike Williams and Philip Rivers forgot he exists. There is no reason Mike Williams should not have been a 25-point option last week. I heard it from multiple experts, air quote experts, and and that's just confirmation bias. When I say something on Wednesday and then Friday I'm driving and I hear on the radio, 
our system is telling you must use Mike Williams. You must. Okay. Sure. I feel better about my decision. Not so we much were now. All wrong. We were all wrong on that. That's and anybody right. When who he, tells you. So you know, if Mike Williams stays around until next year, when Tom Brady's a Charger, then you know. No, Tom Brady's not going to the coast. He's going. That's where he's from. But he bought a house in Connecticut. They can have multiple houses. Of course, they can have multiple houses. But he didn't, he's not moving just sell down to Connecticut because he likes the scenery. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the metric. All right. Can you imagine if he became a Jet for a year? <laughs> he would. <laughs> He would How mad would only, <laughs> all the Patriot fans be? He would only do that to piss off the Patriots if he had some sort of grudge. That's it. I mean, like, oh my like don't forget, Brett Favre wanted to go to Minnesota straight away, and the Packers were like, no, we're not signing you a division rival. So he went to the Jets, and then when the Jets dealt him, he went, please trade me to Minnesota. And they were like, okay. So uh, all well, right. let's talk about the metric. Yes. I, I, I'm not happy with the metrics the last two weeks. It's missed a lot of key plays. Um, this week in, uh, the quarterback, it likes Brandon Allen. I don't, I'm going to skip Brandon Allen. I'm not going to talk about Brandon Allen. It only likes him because the price point, 4,100, right. The price price point came out before he was named the starter. You want a risky tournament play and your Brandon Allen is an option. Here's the problem. Everyone doing risky tournament plays is going to look at Brandon Allen. He's going to be like 30% owned in tournaments. So he's not usable. Instead, I like Phillip Rivers this week. Green Bay is soft against the pass. Matt Moore abused them last week. The Chiefs almost won that game. Yes. The Chiefs almost won that game. Travis Kelsey had like a 60-yard touchdown catch. Yeah, that cost me That cost me a fantasy game. I apologize God on behalf of my organization. <laughs> so I like Philip. The metric really likes Phillip Rivers. I'm big on Phillip Rivers. The other person it's recommending is Matt Moore. I'm going to fade that, although that is a high over under. I'm not confident in Matt Moore. If you're telling me you got to use Matt Moore or Phillip Rivers, I'm using Phillip Rivers. What do you think? Uh, I like Phillip Rivers. I kind of really like Derek Carr against Detroit. Can't. Well, all right. So here's the thing. All right. Detroit is abysmal against slot receivers. Abysmal. Like the the worst performance they've had this year is 15 points to the slot receiver. I can't even tell you off the top of my head who plays slot definitively at Oakland. I think it's Terrence Williams. Maybe. Could be wrong. But. So there's a there's a there's a possibility there. Somebody posted that on Twitter today. I don't remember who it was, but he posted like, "Here's the score of everyone who started at slot against the Detroit Lions this week, and the worst person had 15 points. Yep. Everybody else was over 20. So that's not a bad idea. I just I don't trust and, Derek Carr. And one you're not gonna like who? Um, person under person under Derek Carr. You know who it is. It's Ryan magic time. It's magic time because he's playing the Jets and he's 4800. And C.J. Mosley is out for the year. Everybody knows of my love for Frank Gore. <laughs> it is only possibly matched by Craig's obsession with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the only reason it's different is because Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't always a starter. At least Frank Gore starts games on a That's regular true. basis. Do you know, really quick, if yeah. I started Joe Mixon over Frank Gore, I would have won this week in fantasy. You didn't start Joe Mixon over Frank Gore? Because of the London game. I was just really worried about the London thing. <sighs> But yeah, it happens. All right, so Matt Moore and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick are both forty eight hundred. You telling me you use Ryan Fitzpatrick over over Matt Moore? Yes, because they're playing the Jets. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. My pick is Philip Rivers this week. Let's move on to running backs. All right, in running backs, the metric whispered a name, and it went Derek. 
and I took my backhand and I slapped it across my own computer I screen. I am still over the Titans. And I said, I am not taking a Titan. And it went, okay, then Marcus Gordon. Marcus Melvin. Wow. Jeez. Beer. Beer's going straight to my head, I guess. Uh, Melvin Gordon. I I can't trust that either. The metric thinks he's going to have a big day. And listen, Green Bay gives up a ton of yards on the ground. All year long, they've been soft against the run. They've had one or two games against the run. Even last week against the Chiefs, LaShawn McCoy, who's 106, (laughs) I think he's the godfather for Frank Gore, still gashed their their defense. So the other side of it is I put out to the group today, it's Halloween, what scares you about fantasy? And the source wrote back, Melvin Gordon has cost me 10 points a game with Alistair Eckler. That's what scares me. So Gordon is cutting into the workload, but Eckler hasn't gone away. Can I really trust Melvin Gordon at 5,000? Ah, that's mm, no. So here's where I'm going with. I don't think with. you can. I don't think you can. I'm going high-low. All right. Give me Philip Lindsay and give me Dalvin Cook. Cleveland can't stop the rain. They can't stop Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. And you could use either one of them. Trust me, you can use either one of them. I think Lindsay's going to have the better day, but you can use either one. Give me Dalvin Cook at 9,500. Give me Philip Lindsay at 5,300, and I'll sleep like a baby. What do you like at running back? Uh, I definitely like Dalvin Cook uh, because, as we all know, and as we said before, Kansas, Kansas City can't stop they anyone. Can't. They can't. They try. But Kansas they can't. City loves tackling people inside the five. They do. But after that, forget it. They do. And my low, now you think I was going to say Frank Gore, but my secret pick yeah. would be Mark Walton. He's 4,500. He used to be a Bengal, so I'm a little biased. He I can't was get on the train. He he was actually everyone, all the scouts touted him as one of like the next great running backs. He had some issues, and you know he's on Miami now, but which is another issue. He's a starter in Miami, and you know they're playing the Jets. He had 70 percent of the snaps this last week and produced nothing, nothing. And even though they're playing the Jets, that doesn't matter for you. That doesn't historically speaking, Jets and Miami are usually high scoring games. Yeah, but historically speaking, it's Elway versus, I'm not, Marino. Not well. <laughs> it's Marino versus like Boomer Esiason. Historically, it's not a guy who sees ghosts versus a guy who changes teams every three months. Because he's smart. <laughs> smart don't equal wins if no, this guy. No, it equals a paycheck. <laughs> it equals a paycheck. He's probably the richest backup quarterback in the history of he the has league. To, he has to be. <laughs> oh, man. Beards don't equal wins. There it is. There's your. There's your title. All right, I'm, I'm going to stick with my Lindsey-Cook combo, even though I'm a little upset with that Cook. I, Cook is so expensive. Wow, the second name on the receiver list? Really? I'm just getting there. Yeah, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I haven't heard that name all year. No, we, we talked about him last week. Well, yeah, but It's still. Mike Williams. He's no, no, the, no, no. I meant the second pick. Oh, the second green name? Yes. The second love name? Yes. Yeah, no, Demarius Tom. Again, they're playing, they're playing Miami. is only 4,000. My number one pick, and the, the the metric loves him. So this is probably going to be my ride or die of the week, is Curtis Samuel. The metric thinks he is going to have at least 13 points. He's only 4,300, which means he gets the 13 points he's value in a week where value is very thin. Very thin. So I love Curtis Samuel. Mike Williams is on the list. Again, he should be good. Should is the key word. But the third name on the list is Cole Beasley. No, I don't trust Cole Beasley at all. 
Well, I don't trust any of these guys, to be honest with you. Now, this, this is a rough week for receivers because a lot of week nine, a lot of people are off. It is. And and again, the metric is based solely on the Sunday slate this week. Yes. So everybody who's playing on Thursday or Monday night is off the list. So when you sit there and say to yourself, well, Britt, where's like Amari Cooper? He's not on the list. No. He's not on the list. This week, I, you know, I'm sticking with Cortland Sutton. You're not afraid with the new quarterback? No, because he has to throw to someone. And it's going to be him. The problem is he might throw to the other team. That's, that's the problem. That's true, too. That's the problem. I like DJ Moore this week a great deal. I just, I, I think that this is, DJ Moore is hit or miss. I think this could be a hit week against Tennessee. So I'm going to look at Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore and try to save some money along the way. Any any other thoughts before moving on to tight end? Uh, no, that's it. It's a rough week for a receiver. It's a rough week. All right. Use so, your money for cheap receivers and just pay up at running back. That's it. <laughs> That's how I'm affording Dalvin Cook. I'm going to spend more on Dalvin Cook than I am on my two wide receivers combined. Yes. yes and that's you are. not a joke. Dalvin Cook's 9,500. The two guys I talked about are a little over 885. Eight, uh, it's a yeah. $1,000 difference. <laughs> so, all right. So the metric, I said, give me somebody who could break out. And it said TJ Hawkinson. And I threw my computer out a window. <laughs> so I went downstairs. I got the computer, made sure the screen wasn't smashed. <laughs> Apologized to my neighbors, came back upstairs, and it said Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has been extremely underwhelming to the point where Dallas Goddard was a uh, like play by the metric last week, which I didn't push, and he got a touchdown, by the way. So the metric was right, and I was wrong on that one. And who's number three on our list? Dallas Goddard. He is? Yes. 3,100. Yes, at 3,100, but he's only slated for eight points. So I'm looking at Zach Ertz. You're like, well, Britt, you've told me Hawkinson before. Ertz is a nightmare. Goddard stinks. Who's next? It's Greg Olson. And Greg Olson, no. I pushed for two weeks and didn't touch a ball. Let me tell you something. Greg Olson's productivity is, is tied to Cam Newton. And Cam so Newton is So as far as pouting. Cam Newton is not, if Cam Newton is not playing, you're not going to see Greg Olson numbers. And the That's word- part of the reason why McCaffrey's numbers are so high. Because usually Cam def- would default to Olsen. Which leads to the question, why aren't we talking about Christian McCaffrey when we talk about our running back rankings? And I'll tell you, the easy answer is because Christian McCaffrey's $10,000. Yes. $10,000. So either pick 20... up him, either get him, or Dalvin Cook. <laughs> that pick is one. 20% of your salary. <laughs> it's not like, oh, he's 99 No, he is $10,000 on DraftKings. Dalvin Cook, who I think is going to have a better game against a better matchup, is 9500 Am I happy about paying that? No, but I'll pay it. So, sorry, so it says Hawkinson, Ertz, Goddard, Olsen. I'm like, for the love of all that's holy, give me somebody else. Well, Irv Smith. <sighs> Maybe. He is. He's playing at the Chiefs. He's playing at the Chiefs. So, I mean, he could, have, he could get 20 yards. He can get 120 yards. So, here's what I'm going to suggest. Here's where you're going to pay up. You liked, I liked Phillip Rivers, right? Yes. I liked Melvin Gordon as a possibility. Yep. I'm going to pay for Hunter Henry here. So I'm you're going to go full charger stack. I'm going to go charger stack for six grand. I am. I am. That's likely right. what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay Hunter Henry. Who do you like at tight end? You know, I kind of like the idea of a charger stack, but I kind of do enjoy that Dawson Knox is 2,800 and they're playing Washington. Not a terrible pick. And they're playing it and Buffalo's playing at home. Not a terrible pick. The only question is whether or not they'll utilize him. That's it. If if Buffalo decides to grind this out and it's going to be on the ground, it's going to be all Gore and Singletary, but it's possible. Defense is really quick. I know we're almost out of time. I like the Steelers. The end. 
divisional game in Pittsburgh. They're only 2,400. They're only going to get you eight points, but they're only 2,400. Other guys you could consider would be the Redskins. If this is the game that they're going to win and turn it around against Buffalo, the defense would have to be a big part of it. The Chargers, I don't like the Chargers against Green Bay, but they're only 2,000. And the Titans at Carolina is also the metrics uh, recommendation. I'll take the Steelers. Uh, I like, actually, because I'm using them in multiple leagues, I do like the Panthers against Tennessee because I'm over the Tennessee offense. I have been for the last two seasons. Tennessee even has an offense? Someone on Twitter who works for the, I guess, NFL, works said that uh, what happened to Corey Davis and well, I get you know he doesn't listen to our podcast, but I told you last season, I'm over Tennessee, I'm over Corey Davis. Yeah. So now, if you're going to spend up at defense, you get to this point in the uh, the lineup building process, and you've got the money left over, go with the Bills. Definitely go with the Bills. The problem, the reason why we're not discussing the Bills because they're 3,800. Well, I mean, you know what? If you your wide receivers and quarterback may be so cheap, you can afford the Bills. Not if you're playing Delvin Cook. If you're spending up that 9500 so here's the thing. You can afford to go up in some areas as long as you're not going to grab Dalvin Cook. Right. But I think, I think honestly, my if I had to pick the foundational four for my lineup this week, yeah. well, I'm going to go foundational five because okay. I, because there's five guys. I would use Rivers, Gordon, Cook. Then I would use um, Curtis Samuel to save some money. And then my last guy would be Hunter Henry. I would All use right. those five guys, and I would fill in the blanks with value plays that I think can get the job done. And if that means i got to go down to the Steelers because they're $1,400 cheaper than the Bills, that's what I'm going to do. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. And as we all know, I'm not allowed to give out full lineups. That's right. So That is correct. <laughs> which, which since keeps yelling at us, who cares, you guys? No one listens to your podcast. Who it's cares? The, you, know, the one, you know what? Because if we did do that, it'd be the one time someone yeah. listen to our podcast. Number one, people do listen to our podcast because people say to me all the time, you know, I like this or I don't like that. Um, but that's number one. And number two, it'd be the one time that DraftKings, somebody over there would be like, I wonder who these guys are. And I don't want that to happen. So, all right. Final thoughts. Craig, what do you got for me? Final thoughts. I can't believe we're in week, you know, in week nine. The season is half over. God damn. Season is half over. It's time to start and looking you know at what? your best and balls gonna... and see how you're doing. Oh, how are you doing on best ball? Uh, you remember the team I said I hated because I was drinking at home and nothing happened good? <laughs> yes. They're in first place by a large That's margin. That's awesome. I, I'm in several best ball leagues, and I'm in first in one of them because everyone is dead. Yeah, that happens. The other ones are not so much. My family, what I'm doing, I'm in third right now. I think I did $18 worth of them not counting the tournament ones. Yeah. And I think I'm scheduled to return like $21. Would you do a best ball league now, mid-season? That would start like to, like this week? Yeah. Like only an eight-week? Fuck yeah, I would do that. All right. Is that even real? I don't, it must be. It has right. to be. So when we sign off, we're going to look. Right. <laughs> okay. So the Craig's final thought is, I can't believe the season's already half over. My final thought is one of the football Fignuts family has a birthday this weekend. dun 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 and it's Craig. It's me. How old are you going to be now? Sadly, 43. The old freaking man. I'm I'm a year older. year and a half older. Something know. like that. Half a year older. Yeah. I don't know. I'm old. But a happy birthday to Craig. Um, Thank you. You know, enjoy it. We're going to go out and celebrate on Sunday. Not the way we celebrated for your 40th, which was a large bar tab and your wife <laughs> having to come pick us up <laughs> because neither one of us could get behind the wheel of a car. Um but uh, yeah, we will go out. We will celebrate. We will celebrate in the old man way. 
We're going to get pancakes. We are, because you know why? That Sunday before my birthday is when the clocks change. That's right. Everyone forgets that, so IHOP is a little is not as busy on a Sunday as it normally would be. And more importantly, that's how I get my wife to come. She's like, oh my God, they want to go to breakfast so early on a Sunday. I'm like, the clocks go back. You're getting an hour. And then she can't fight me on it. She's like, oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, until then, leave us a review wherever you are listening to us. Um, we on, appreciate it. We do appreciate it. If you are watching us on YouTube, we just launched our YouTube channel. It's only audio right now, but who knows what the future will bring. Subscribe to us on YouTube. That helps us a great deal as well. We will be back next week. I've got two or three more weeks until my uh, cruise, in which case, I don't know, Craig will be left to his own devices. I'm sure he'll bring in some guests. He probably has some really good guests lined up. I'm going to get back and be like, son of a bitch. (laughs) But uh, until then, uh, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Happy Halloween, everybody. (laughs)